0: Now Liam Neeson has certainly found a niche for himself, but it should really be called Two Niches, basically once Taken was released, we've been subjected to two awful sequels to that, or was there f- has there been more than that? I lost track, but one was, one was passable, two and three were just utterly garbage. But certainly putting Liam Neeson, it's like putting Clint Eastwood in, in the 1970s, he can occupy a role... He brings it a level of credibility not many actors have. Uh, it's the same role essentially every time. But um, there's two branches. There's the Taken movies, which are sort of more sort of wide ranging, multiple locations. Sometimes there's, you know, some sort of spy agencies involved and so on. But he's also made other films that have traded on that same character, which are, are more sort of insular and better, I feel. Uh, And they've been with the director, Jean Collet-Serra, is, I think, French. Um, And the first one of those was Unknown, which was... um, It was broadly like a taken movie, yet it involved him having amnesia. Um, So he was kind of put in this finite world. And these are films that aren't, aren't as based around his sort of... Usually daughter or wife being kidnapped. They're sort of more more revolving around a puzzle uh, and the the next one they, d- they did was non-stop which was I thought really good the best of the lot uh, where he uh, was a passenger on a plane that gets given a message on his mobile phone and has to sort of work in secrecy on this plane to uncover what plot's going on without revealing anything to the other passengers it was a really good genre piece and then there was run all night which was probably the furthest from taken of any of his films that was more like um you know the alcoholic cop and and the seedy underworld in the city and that kind of stuff all with the same director and he's returned with the commuter a film that came out earlier this year to not great reviews to reasonable box office that's, that's the thing with these films they cost 30 or 40 million to make and make hundred million back. Um, So they're going to keep making them. And this time it's been criticised for being very much like non-stop. It is. It's non-stop on a train. We get uh, Liam Neeson. The setup and the opening is, I thought, very artistic. I thought it was really good. It opens with Liam Neeson as a guy that works in finance in the city, does the same long commute into New York every day, and they paint that really beautifully with this tapestry at the start. Which continually goes backwards and forwards through the seasons, through the. But he's showing the same people on the train, the same environments being gone through different times of the year, people getting older, him struggling about his kids and, and financing. And that's where this one gets interesting. He talks a lot um, with his wife and about sending their kids to school and their you know second mortgaged up to the hill they've got a beautiful home outside of their city but they they're up against the wall financially and school fees and everything and he goes into work and is immediately sacked and he's 60 years old and you know this is a very very big problem for him they just basically say you you know you, you've been here too long you you earn too much money we can't actually justify the amount of money we pay you based on the amount of return we get because obviously he's. You know, he's done 20 years at the firm, so he's on a, on a good wicket. So he's then forced to do that commute, that dreaded commute that I'm sure all of us have done in our lives, where you haven't got a job anymore. And on the way, he uh, is phoned by this lady. Oh, no, he speaks to a lady on the on the train, played by Vera Farmiga, who is intermittently really, really good in films. I saw she was rubbish in the Conjuring movies. Um, But other films I've seen her in, I've I've really liked her. Up in the Air with Jules Clooney, she was fantastic in that. Um, And here she's just very underused, but she basically makes a proposition to him. She'll pay him $100,000 if if he can find the one person on the train before they reach a certain stop, which, this is a long commute. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how far these commutes are, but wow. Probably from here to, say... um, like way past Wollongong, basically, it's, it's 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 a good hour and a half of commuting, um, and he has to find this person on the on the train that doesn't belong there, and you, and he's an ex-cop. He he actually gave up being a cop after decades to provide for his family, to get more money, so he could send his kids to school. So he's got all of the usual Liam Neeson "I will find you, I will kill you" skill sets that he's most famous for, and he uses his police deduction. To try and find out people and he you know he works out that certain people are getting are going to get off at certain stops anyway he knows most of the people on the train because he's been commuting for years and it ends up revolving around some gangsters basically wanting to find someone on the train and it's a it's a puzzle movie and and to give away anything more uh, which would give away the plot uh which is for a while reasonable it's one of those films where the setup i thought was great for the first half hour or so and then the, there's a sort of long stretch which is the, probably the bulk of the film that's less interesting and we go through a lot of the machinations that these films have that's where nonstop was very good because it was continually imaginative and it continually found ways to sort of probe uh different elements that by de, by de, having a limited definition of where you could go on this plane and, and the fact that he couldn't draw attention to himself. It, it, it allowed them to have more imaginative takes on, on the usual tropes and whatever. This one a little bit less. Uh, cinematography is it's gimmicky, but it's really quite good. There's some quite artistic scenes in there. Um, there's some good um, violence and there's some good action um and some of the other characters almost stick out but not massively it's it's his film really elizabeth mcgovern shows up sam neill shows up um and it is like a lot of other films you know the ones where you get the main main protagonist who's a hero everyone kind of thinks they're the villain it reminded me a lot of fugitive actually there was a film I only saw very recently, a very good film, actually. Um, it's where you've got the main guy is kind of, you know, he's he's chasing the villains and everyone kind of thinks he's the villain right up until, until the end. Um, if you like those films, if you like the Liam Neeson films, I don't think you've got a problem here at all. I wish they played out his character a bit more because he acts quite well in this. And the fact that he's, you know, cast on the scrap heap at 60, 61 years old His family is going to be destitute and they are already up to their necks financially. Uh, And he's just this cast off. Uh, uh, Those elements in it could have been probed a little bit more. Um, The family is sort of a, a, a non-existent thing in the background here. They may as well not exist that much. Considering the involvement in in the story. Not like Taken where well like, he's actually pursuing his own family to rescue them. And that doesn't really happen. They're sort of in the background a lot more. Uh, and Vera Fumaj's character um, could have been really interesting. Sort of like this demagogical sort of uh, villain that, that controls everything with this unseen hand and so on. Um, but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Not as much as Nonstop, More than the Taken movie. So I have to say I wasn't... Blown away by taking one. I thought the other two were terrible, so I think you should stick with this. Jean Colette Serra, as they seem to be making the more in, in, interesting Liam Neeson movies. Um, it does fall down a bit, like I said, the middle hour could be it's 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 kind of like hold, a holding pattern, it's not like that much interesting. And and then the denouement is well, you can probably see where it's going. Um, so once the once the intrigue has sort of died down and you know every element, then it's a lot more base and a lot more sort of derivative and boring of what's going on. But it's still, it's a high quality one, the lead's good, cinematography's good, and ultimately it's pretty satisfying. So I'm going to give The Commuter, I think it's slightly underrated, a 6.5 out of 10. There you go. Uh, this is from the feature artist. I've got a feature album.